Welcome to Underground at the Showcase, the official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. I'm associate producer Xavier Goche. In this episode, my co-host Chloe Hines and I sit down with Fuya Fuya, a multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, and producer whose genres range from hip-hop and R&B to Latin American folk. Fuya Fuya was born in Ecuador before moving to Greeley to study music at UNC. She has since relocated to Denver where she's making a name for herself in the indie music scene. She's also a member of the Ecuadorian and Denver-based band Naoma, where she plays electric guitar and keys. Before we jump into the interview, please like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's listen to her song, Where Did You Go? Of a hill. Are you sleeping in the shade of that weeping willow? Are you climbing up the stairs in the house with the dusty piano? Did you jump on a train to the west to where the ocean meets the forest? Did you step into the cave, dark and silent? Are you stranded, lonely, in a deserted island? Are you traveling or staying still? Are you slipping on the mud in the jungle? Are your eyes wide open while you try to remember the shape of the leaves of the trees? Are you slowly making your way downstream, watching birds fly above you? Did you accidentally wind up on the opposite side of where you were going to? Are you searching for new paths, retracing steps, sitting on the edge of a cliff, feeling the breeze brush your shoulders, thinking you'd like to be in the water? Where did you go? I'd like to know Cause I'm still here in the same place Some things have changed at a slow pace But it's mostly still The sun shines on the same side of the couch every morning The clouds rarely block the blue sky from showing Still brewing coffee on the stove First thing in the morning Still work long nights, come home, light a joint, start writing. I still sleep, left side of the bed, I still eat facing the window. I still think it's all in my head, I still pretend I'm alright though. I still say I'm going to change, and then I do for a little. Days go by, I'm back in the same, maybe with time I'll get better. Hi, welcome to Underground at the Showcase, the official podcast of Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. I'm Chloe. And I'm Xavier. Fuya, Fuya, thank you for being here with us. Thanks so much for having me. This is actually my first ever podcast. Nice. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> We're glad we could be the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It was also my first UMS. So oh, nice. How was, how's it been for you so far? Good. I mean, as a performer, I was here last year as an, you know, attendant but performing a little stressful for sure the like 15 minute between times for bands yeah. but there's just so many acts that it makes sense that it would be that way but yeah um i haven't played a show since 
August last year. I've kind of been more just in the studio and trying to record stuff. Um, so it was kind of a first show and after like a year or so I put a lot of energy into it and it was also like I don't know I was expecting a lot from just being able to connect with people that didn't really know I existed and were just maybe walking by and like wanted to hear what was going on and stuff like that so it was pretty exciting um it filled up pretty quickly like before I was about to start a bunch of people came in so that was like a good you know like okay I'm ready to go out there um But the show was great. I think I had fun. Everyone there also seems to have enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it must be kind of nerve-wracking after a year of not performing. I know personally as an artist that performs, like after it's been a while, it feels kind of rusty. But once you get up there, and especially in a setting like this where everybody's so welcoming, it must be a lot of fun. Yeah. and Well, I mean, I have been performing with Naoma, like... It's a little different, you know, like I'm on stage, but I'm playing an instrument. I'm not like the front person. Um, So in that sense, it's like I have been on stage in that year, but definitely not as like fuya fuya. How long have you been with Neoma? Um, I started, so they contacted, like we we became friends uh, March 2022 and around August they were like, hey, do you want to join our band? And we'd talked about it before, but never like anything actually happened uh, until that time where they were like, we actually need someone else. Um, and we had, uh, a sh- there was this show that we were going to play that was August 20th for... I don't remember what it was called, but it was like under the Empower Field parking lot, something. Um, the sun, sunset, something. It was like a Latin American thing. It was cool. But that was like the show we were planning to do. And then suddenly, like a week before that, um, their manager was like, hey, you guys want to open for Kuko? And it was three days before what we were expecting to be like our first show. So I was like, OK, we better step it up because now we have less time. And so in about like a week and a half or two weeks, I had to learn like all the Naoma songs, make charts for it, because of course I wasn't going to like memorize everything immediately. Um, And then, yeah, we went live like that. Wow. What a huge and insane experience getting to open for Kuka. Yeah, that was crazy because it was like, this is my first show with this new band um, that was already like very significant in my musical career because like I've been doing music for a while but never had been involved with an act like Naoma that already has like a big following and a, like she's very I feel like present also in the city and stuff like that so um suddenly our first show wasn't like oh yeah you're like doing the small stage or like just the theater or a university gig no it was like you're gonna play in front of I think there were like 1400 people that day what at the Ogden was, oh wow so it was crazy it was like all of a sudden my life was like flipping around because I was like okay now we're playing the Ogden like it was like the biggest show I'd ever played the biggest crowd and it went really well I was so nervous and I I'm not an electric guitarist like well now maybe I am but <laughs> before then I was like I played acoustic and I played piano but I had never, like, I, at some point I wanted to and I got an electric guitar, but I might have played it, like, three times. And then I was like, this is 
painful. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Gave up>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they were like, ah, you got this. And so they had this guitar that I was using that was a giant, I think it was like a Gibson or something. It was just like so heavy. It looked, it actually looked like a bass, like how big it was. Um, and so it was just like heavy and hard. And the first song we go up, um, first we were also using in-ears, like also something new for me. I had never used in-ears. So I turned them on before going on stage, but the volume was pretty low. So I could barely hear the in-ears when we already started playing. Oh no. And then one of my strings breaks oh. <laughs> right before no. like this. <laughs> Did you have extras in your case? No. No. Like nothing, nothing. It was like, I, I, one of the strings broke. It was like, let's just keep going. And the funny thing is that Nobody noticed. Like, nobody noticed that a string broke. I was trying to tell, because Danny was right next to me, and I'm like, Danny, the string broke. Like, he didn't even tell. I was like, which is better? Because sometimes, I, I, I'm sure it has happened to you, like, when you're on stage, it's worse when you're, like, making faces and, like, oops, you know, instead of just, like, nothing happened, you know? No, seriously. I feel like often when you're on stage, if you just, you know, you have a good time, you just channel that energy, nobody even notices. Yeah. It's over in five minutes. Yeah. But. So it was fun. It was really fun. Um, after that moment, it was, like, nothing matters, you know? The string already broke. Let's just keep going. And it was funny because there was one part from another song that, I actually was going to use like that string that broke um, and it was actually like one of the harder parts that I'd been like struggling with at rehearsals. So I kind of got to skip it, <laughs> which was like worked <laughs> out great. Best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like played like parts that I could with the strings that were left. But yeah, after that show, I bought my own guitar because I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. This is too heavy. Um but yeah, that what was crazy. What kind of guitar do you own now? I have a Fender. It's uh, a Stratocaster. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep, yep. Nice. Um, backtracking a little bit, uh, because you said the last time that you have performed as Fuya Fuya was back in August. Mm -hmm. um, and you've just kind of been working on music, been in the lab pretty much. Um, how's that process been going for you? I, I see that you're releasing a new EP sometime soon. Yeah, I wanted to release it by UMS. That was like my goal, but... I didn't even finish one of the singles that was it's gonna come. Good. So, it's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, honestly, like, where did you go? Was my first and is still my first and only thing I've ever released, um, which is kind of crazy because I've been making music at like since I kind of decided I want like this was what I wanted to do for my life. It's been ten years essentially. So it's like this whole time. I've been doing so many different things. Like I started with Ecuadorian music. That's when I was like, oh, these people want to teach me like jazz and classical, but I'm from Ecuador and I don't even know what we have done historically. Um, so I like dove into Ecuadorian music and started to perform kind of like interpreting traditional Ecuadorian songs. Um, so I would sing. I had like a duo with a guitarist and that went on for a little bit. I, in the meantime, also had a band and we were doing um, also like Ecuadorian influence, but more in a jazz kind of format. So we'd have like a melody and then um, kind of like jam, improvise, and then kind of go back to it, but all with Ecuadorian influence, like rhythms and melodies. And he was a trumpet, he is a trumpet player. So kind of bringing in these traditional sounds to a more contemporary thing. And we tried to record some stuff. We recorded 
I guess like some demos, but then that never came out. He's actually still uh, trying to <laughs> record the songs that we were trying to record like six years ago, five years hey, ago. Hey, you never know. Crazy. It could be a new, you know, yeah. secret EP that comes out. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> I'm also telling him like, just let go. Like, just <laughs> move on to something else. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just like to, coming to the point of like, it's crazy that something's finally out from my music and this like since August the thing was like I was preparing this show but I still didn't have anything out so that's when it, the question became like is it really worth it to keep playing live shows if I don't have anything for people to follow up with which I mean I don't think is bad to play live and like become you know have a presence in city and stuff like that but I definitely want people to be able to like where can I hear your music and I don't have to say you can follow me on Instagram and I will post all the updates which is really what was happening so since then um the only single I've actually been able to record and release was where did you go I'm working on my second one which is running and hopefully from there try to release the EP if it happens this year that's awesome. If not, I've kind of gone into a point of like accepting the fact that sometimes things take longer than you can expect. Um, recording vocals is hard, <laughs> especially because I feel like I, I do want to do it right. You know what I mean? Like, I know you can just make something and release it and it can be decent. But after all these years, like I want to make it to the point where I I want to hear it, you know, like to make the music you want you would want to hear and the, the standards of the stuff that you would want to listen to. So I think that's when it just becomes a little harder to get that product where you want it to be. And that's kind of what happened with Where Did You Go? Like we recorded it in November, but the mixing process and like producing like kind of post-production took all those months until May. So like six months that we were just kind of, um, so I make all the music, but my partner Felipe, he's a, a, also a music producer and he has like great technical knowledge and he's great at mixing. And so he was the one who was like, okay, we need to like create a vibe for the sound. And he had like this vision for the, the mixing aspect of the track but he was in like this labyrinth for months, like trying to figure out, like we did several different mixes and he was like, it's just not like, I want it to sound like this. I want like your voice to be like, you know, this whole vibe. And we had all these references that we were using and we were also having trouble with our home studio, honestly, like we moved. And so in our old place, we had like a great sound proofing and like bass drafts and stuff like that. And then in the new place, it's just like a very long, like big living room kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was just like a big struggle and trying different speakers. It was just like a whole thing with the sound. And then finally, finally, it was like, okay, I think we made it. Like we got to where we wanted it to be. And I honestly, when I heard that, when he was like, I think, I think this is it. I just like started crying because when I heard it, I was like, damn, like I didn't know it could sound like that. You like know all I mean? that time oh was worth it. Yeah. 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 It was like, and, and that's the thing too. It's like, I trusted his vision and his criteria for that. It's like, yeah, I wanted to release it sooner 
I thought I was going to be releasing like a full EP by the spring. It didn't happen. So it's just like, it's fine if that's what needs to happen for it to sound like this. And now, you know, now that we've done the first one, the second one's not going to be as hard. And hopefully yeah. the third one and the fourth. Because you kind of already know where you're going yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah. And like this one in particular was, it had this issue, like it, when you hear it, um, there's that synth that's like the main kind of like back of the of the song and um it was just hard because of the frequencies it occupies it was kind of hard to like fit it in and not have it like interfere with the voice and all this stuff and so after that I was like okay next time we had to choose the sounds a little more wisely maybe to like thinking in that like towards the future like how's it gonna work when we have everything in there but it was still my first song so you know, that is what it is. And I mean, it's a great first song Thank to have you, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think there's definitely a value in, like, as artists, I feel like we can kind of feel pressured to, like, want to have to put something out, like, and have something that's uh, physical for people to, you know, actually go out and, like, listen to. But I think there's also a beauty in, like, making sure that your art is as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really respect that after all this time, like, you're not caving and you really are dedicated to the quality of the process. Yeah, like, yeah. If you are just joining us, you are listening to Underground at the Showcase, an official podcast of UMS and a production of Youth on Record. We are joined here today by Fuya Fuya. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here today, you guys. So I want to know a little bit more about your roots. So you're from Ecuador, right? Yeah, yeah. Will um, you tell us more about like growing up and maybe your musicianship as a child? Of course. Um, so I was born in Quito, Ecuador in 1993. Um, and I grew up in Ecuador most of my life except for three years when my dad was doing his master's degree that we moved to Philadelphia. So I was in Philadelphia when I was six, so I was nine. But, but the rest of the time I was in Ecuador. Um, and my dad, he grew up playing the piano and going like to choir lessons and being part of choirs and theatrical things like that. Uh, but it was funny because for him, it was more of like his parents pushed it onto him. Like you have to be the pianist of the family, you know? And so we had a piano at home um, and when I was a kid, when I was like five years old, they started giving me like piano lessons. But then I, and I remember literally sitting on the piano, maybe after one of these classes that like, my mom was like, if you don't want to do this, like, you just let me know, like, it's fine. And, you know, I'm like a six year old, five year old, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Um, And I was thinking about it, you know, I'm like, I don't know, this is kind of boring. I don't know. And I, Honestly, I kind of enjoyed it. It was like, I remember that at that point I was like playing something that was kind of challenging. So, and I always found that like, you know, these little challenges that you're like, oh, I want to actually be able to do it. Um, But then I remember after one of these lessons, they were like, oh, hey, we're actually going to stop because we're moving to the States. And I was like, okay, cool. Because I was going to tell you anyway that I was kind of done with it. (laughs) But then we moved to the States and I um, started, like I joined the school orchestra and I started learning the flute. Um, And then that lasted for a couple of years. I got really invested in it. I actually was going to the like before school practices. It was like six in the morning. My mom would drive me to these things like before actual classes would start. Um, so I was like really into it and then they're like, oh, we're moving back to Ecuador. So that like in Ecuador, 
Unfortunately, it's not like here where you have school orchestras and like those opportunities are very scarce. Like depending on the school you go to and the focus, maybe there would be something like that. But here it's like I was in a public school and I had that opportunity, you know. I bought a flute on eBay and you know, like <laughs> it was fine. Um, so when we went back, yeah, I never played the flute again. I can still blow in a flute, but I have no idea how to play the notes on it. Um, and a little bit of time went by. I I never, I, like I'd still play around on the piano, but I never had lessons again. And then when I was about 12, um, I changed schools and there was this kind of like workshop where they did um, percussion on like plastic garbage cans. <laughs> So I, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And we were doing that. And I was like, hmm, I think I want to learn to play the drums. And I go home one day and my cousin, he's like about almost a year older than me. We grew up together. So he's like my brother. And I tell him like, you know, I was kind of feeling like I would like to play the drums. He's like, actually, me too. And I'm like, okay, like, why don't we try to find lessons together? So we did that. We went into this little, like, institute, and we were having drum lessons together. He actually got a drum set. I didn't, but I had this whole plan of, like, where I would put it in my room and all this stuff. But then eventually that faded out. Like, I kind of grew out of that institute because it was, a, like, pretty beginner levels. And then the kind, it's like, I feel like with music, lessons like you have to be inspired by your teacher they have to be playing like the genres that you're interested in more than maybe just the technical stuff and like maybe the teacher I had like knew a lot but there was a point where I was like I don't think you can teach me much more from like what I would actually want to be doing so that kind of stopped and I was like yeah I'll try to find somewhere else and then I was 15 and I was like you know what how do you think I want to learn guitar? <laughs> and so I started having guitar lessons. I had this teacher that, believe it or not, would come over to my house and give me one hour of guitar lessons for one for five dollars. <laughs> um, but in retrospective, I realized he probably didn't know much, like theory-wise. Like he would say, "What song do you want to play?" And I'd be like, oh, I want to play Hey There, Delilah by the Playboy And he's like, okay, next class he'll come. And like he had learned it and would teach it to me. And he would say, you know, like, oh, A minor, C. But I didn't know what that means. And there was no intention in me understanding that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was never like, this is harmony. This is chords. You know, it was just like A minor. It's a position in my brain. You know what I mean? And this whole time, you know, I'm about to graduate high school. I'm about to go, like, literally to the college admission. And I'm like, I don't know. But I, and at that moment, I feel like I could have considered music. But I think I didn't even consider it because in my mind it was like art careers or like music are just for people that already are musicians or already are like I'm not an artist I can't go in and study art like that was my 17 year old self self-limiting beliefs I guess you know what I mean yeah. like I didn't even think of it but I was like oh psychology that sounds interesting so I got into psychology and when I was in my third year I went to Uruguay for a year abroad and right before that 
because I had the piano in the back of my mind. Like this whole time that I'm telling you, like all these instruments that I never fully learned, um, I was like, I should go back to the piano. There's a piano sitting right there. I should get piano lessons again. But I never did. And 2013, right before I was leaving for that year abroad, I started taking private piano lessons. And my teacher was like, damn, like, you learned quick. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of knew stuff as a kid. And, you know. Um, and so when we went to Uruguay, I don't know, when I went to Uruguay, um, I, I went there with the idea of, like, I want to get there and find a piano teacher. Like, just start doing the thing. And I did that. And that kind of changed my life in many ways because that's when I started to realize I was like music is actually what I want to do and that's when I was questioning myself like damn why did I never consider this like music has always been a part of my life but I never really thought it could be a thing for me to do it as a career and when I met this teacher he was like the friend of a friend who was in this um like traditional tango, milonga, like the music from Argentina and Uruguay. I get to his house and he's like, what do you want to learn? I'm like, honestly, I'm open right now to whatever. Like, I just want to start learning the piano again. And he's like, well, what I can teach you is uh, the music from here. Like, I can teach you tango, milonga, candombe. And that's what I know. And I was like, this sounds perfect. Like, that's honestly, I couldn't have planned it that way you know I could have gone to a random other teacher who would have taught me classical stuff but that was what started to give me perspective and because they were like and what's Ecuadorian music like and I was like I don't uh, yeah there's like this one song I've heard since I was a kid you know like I had no idea because in Ecuador there's a lot of like looking up to like the U.S. and Europe so like a lot of pop music and stuff like that but not oh this is our stuff like it's usually not promoted in the same way as other countries in Uruguay or Argentina it's the opposite it's like this is ours and it's beautiful and everyone plays it and everyone dances it and so inspired by that culture I was like I really want to go back to Ecuador and learn Ecuadorian music and because of that embarrassment of like I don't even know what to tell you because I don't know and I'm from there and that's sad you know that says a lot about our culture and our priorities, I guess. I don't know. I kept doing lessons with him that whole year. And that's when my mind started to like understand chords and, oh, this is C minor, what I'm playing here. After like deciphering this sheet music and actually and learning it, but not understanding what was happening after a few months, I was like, oh, this is harmony. Like this is one chord and then this is the other and this melody is in this scale. Oh my God, okay. So that was everything started to connect a little bit. But the thing is, in that moment, I was like, music is what I want to do. And I kept doing private lessons with different people for about four years. And I got into a master's degree in uh, UNC in Greeley. So that's how I ended up in Colorado. I was like, that was my bigger goal. That was like, I'm going to study enough so that I can not have to do a bachelor's. But I actually do want to study like in a more academic level. I was there for two years. It was... COVID hit in like the second, the half of the second semester. So we had like online for the rest, which was kind of crazy, but made it. And as soon as I was done with that, moved to Denver, basically. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 
Nice. Sounds like you've been <laughs> on a wild journey to get here, but um, yeah. definitely sounds like it was worth the wait. Fuya Fuya, thank you so much for joining us on Underground at the Showcase. It's been a such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. And hear your story. Thank you so much. You can find Fuya Fuya's song, Where Did You Go, wherever you stream your tunes, and on Instagram at Fuya underscore Fuya dot EC. We want to give a big thanks to Meininger Art Supply for letting us record season two at their store on North Broadway. Learn more at www.meininger.com. Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. You can learn more about Youth on Record at www.youthonrecord.org and on social media at Youth on Record. This episode was edited and mixed by me. Our production team also includes Cesar Ibarra, Ryan Conora, Chloe Hines, and Emerson Olson. Our executive producer is David Layden. Our theme song was recorded by Genevieve Glimp, Danny Akery, and David Layden. Additional music for this episode is provided by me. You can find my music on streaming platforms under Black Key, that's B-L-V-C-K-Q-I. Thank you again for listening. I'm Xavier Goche, and this is Underground at the Showcase.